Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Join us as we explore the most exciting and or dumb movie news from December 2019. Which soulless corporation is responsible for the quasi-ET sequel? Will James Cameron survive to see Avatar 5? How big must an iPad be for Martin Scorsese viewing? The answers, as well as our expert opinions, await you. I'm only going to do this once at the beginning. Uh, here is the moves. Uh, Actually, I would prefer Patrick did it. Fine, I'll put it on both. Patrick, go ahead. The moves. Because I coined the phrase. Right. Yeah, right. I was about to say that. I was about to give. Although, it the two of you, it's kind of a little worn. Can we get it with Abby? Let's hear Abby do it. Okay. The Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I'm not doing it. No, can you do it in Matt's impression? You were doing Matt's impression earlier. No, I don't want to do it's that. The no. It's, it's the maze. It's, it's the maze. Got got that. At least all that takes place in the first minute or two, so that uh, that'll be some easy editing. We have the best, uh, funniest, or b- sound bite, most appropriate sound bites for us to talk back and forth about in the world <laughs> of movies, news, and we're going to tell you what you need to know about it and uh, in real time hear some of this stuff. I've got a bunch of headlines, a stack of headlines. Tyler would say heaps of headlines in oh, front of me. Oh, that's a lot of headlines. But these guys don't know the headlines. Abby's no. on the show. You don't know the headlines. I don't. And uh, Abby, more so than these other two, is probably, this. a lot of this is going to be real news to her. Right. You guys are dorks and you read about yeah, movies, so I'm you probably pretty sure 1,000% of this is going to be actual news. But at least we have Abby's audit along the way. Yep. That's what yep. the news is gonna best. It's going to be brand new information. Best loved for is the That's summary, 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 summary. <laughs> What are you doing? I'm really struggling. <laughs> the <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> the, I feel like the news has become best known for Abby's Audit, which is a summary of the headlines we've just discussed. Yes. For those of you listening. What's for the it first called time. when like podcasts do a thing every time? Excuse me? <laughs> do the hand motion again? <laughs> they do like a thing every time. Like, even if the podcast is about something completely different, they're like, and now it's time for... Um, What's it called? Consistency. I don't know what. No, you it's mean. like they do like a bit. Yeah, yeah, a bit maybe, but that's not it. You mean where they well, interrupt? It's like a recurring, a running gag. No. They interrupt the conversation to promote something or like. No, 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 not to promote something. Say what they're doing and then go back into it. No. A lot of podcasts. A, a segment that's repeated. Yeah, yeah, but a lot a of seg- segment. Maybe that's why. It's I'm a segment. Of. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of podcasts segment. will just run music randomly after every like 15, 20 minutes to keep people's attention. And then yeah. they'll come back into it, and it's like, you know, our listeners are more sophisticated than that. We can we have more, more uh, attention span than other podcasts give you credit for, mm. and less desire to do all that editing too. Right, we don't do the editing. Thanks, yeah, Patrick. we don't really have producers. But if, of all of the formats we adhere to, Abby's Audit is probably our most. Um, podcast-like segment yes mm. that's what you're it's true yeah. in fact in one of recent moves episodes uh maybe she was fishing for compliments we'll never know because only she knows for sure she said something like oh, i don't feel like abby's audit is worthwhile 
And then there was, uh, for us, an outpouring of support for oh Abby's Audit on the social media. Yeah. Outlets. People were like, no, Abby's Audit. I still don't believe it. I feel like they're pity comments. But <laughs> <laughs> Here they come again. Yeah. That's all right. Here they come again. Watch. No. Abby's Audit is wonderful. It was an organic moment and news some news episode in the past and it's just it's stuck because it's it just, true yeah it's, it, it's it, what belongs true organic you hate movies creation much like save or whoopee or you know honey doesn't have a smell the story of 12 dates of christmas it's something that a natural outgrowth of conversation here on you hate movies mm-hmm. so sure, it's here sure. to stay here i like organic to stay <laughs> That's a great. That's a great audit of what we just discussed. <laughs> Patrick, really summer show. Yeah, I'm here. He made up the name for the moves. Yep, pretty proud of that. But who made up Abby's audit? <laughs> I did. Oh. Did you? Yeah. I think in that episode, I think we were struggling to name it as we were. We're like, what should it be called? It was no. something else first, and it was not good. No, I came up with Abby's audit. I remember. I'm pretty. It was, yeah, I was I pretty proud I really of it. like alliteration, but it's no, it's catchy. No. Yeah, it works. Uh, Tyler's on the show. Hey. Remember when I came up with Abby's audit? Oh, well, I guess we could go back and listen to it. Yeah. I thought I did. I'm Josh. I'm on the show. And I'm bringing you guys the first headline, which is about uh, Terminator Dark Fate, a movie that though Patrick and I have seen, Tyler, after putting in five episodes of his life into evaluating via via podcast, the Terminator franchise, has yet to go see installment number six. Right. If you are a uh, Patreon subscriber and listen to our recent recon episode, I said the same thing where it's just this film proved to be difficult for me to go see. It flopped pretty hard. Movie theaters stopped showing very many showtimes. And I just can't bring myself to go watch it at 10.30 p.m., you know? You know, I have the same problem when, like, an indie movie is coming through. Like, right now, I'm waiting for uh, Parasite to come to the theater I like to go to. And usually when they finally come in, they only have, like, some 4 o'clock showings. Yeah. I just want movie theaters to play what I want to play. At the time. At the time I want to see them. Yeah. But they don't want to do that sometimes. Right. It's weird. Yeah, that's frustrating. Well, speaking of frustrating, uh, the film Terminator Dark Fate, without spoiling anything for Tyler, is a major box office failure. What was the um, budget? I'm going to look that. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to look those things up as fast as we once did because Box Office Mojo got bought by IMDb and now it's like can't even barely use the dang thing. You got to pay to get all that info. But I can try to. Like, oh, man. And this, the interface is horrible looking. Have you seen it yet? This is oh, a, yeah. this is uh, a commercial against Box Office Mojo now called Box Office Mojo by IMDb Pro. It used to be a great website, great resource to have at your fingertips. The budget was 185 million dollars. Um, James Cameron, which is a lot of money. Domestically, the movie has made 61,000 or 61 million. Sorry, geez, 61 Yeesh. million. You think that's gonna that's gonna hurt the Avatar franchise at all? <laughs> Not the Avatar franchise. You know, What's the like, world well, James Cameron just produced an enormous flop. He did, yeah, and he was creatively involved for the first time in a long time. What was the worldwide take on that? The worldwide is $255 million, uh, but once you factor in what the studio probably spent on advertising and everything, I bet this movie's barely breaking even, so... That's not good news. The opening weekend nope. domestic didn't even get over $30 million. That's not good. It's bad. It's real bad. Y'all need to stop making these. The thing is, is you put a horrible taste in the audience's mouth with 
several movies in a row, three, four, and five. And uh, for and now for years and years and years, the only thing that we've had are bad Terminator movies. Arnold has had a really hard time getting back in the post-governor movie business. Um, he hasn't had a great. He hasn't been in a great movie since his uh, governor stuff. Yeah, that's 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 enough for people to say, oh, I'll watch it when it comes out on video. Yeah, even though the, if this movie had been two movies back or even one movie back and they had some of the things that this movie has going for it, like, hey, look, Linda Hamilton's back in it. Hey, look, James Cameron is a producer that's creatively involved. Maybe at that point we would have been like, oh, heck yeah, heck yeah, because people showed up more for Salvation and Genesis than they have for this yeah, one. Yeah, because we weren't burnt out on it at the point. Yeah, and which is a shame because this one's better than Salvation and Genesis. Did you yep. say the worldwide gross just yeah. now? Yeah. So it made some money. It made some money. I yeah. just, so it's like uh, that's not what you're looking for when you spend no. upwards of $100 million and then how, God knows how much more on promotion. No. I um, hate that, man. I want Arnold to find his, his place like Stallone has. Well, they have, this you is want him to find his Creed franchise? I do. The headline is that uh, Tim Miller was a guest on an IndieWire podcast recently. Tim Miller is the director of Terminator Dark Fate and before this, Deadpool. Yep. So that's also promising. You got the director of Deadpool, which we haven't seen. We've only seen him do that movie. That was his debut. But it was a very, uh, he seemed like a totally capable director just watching De- Deadpool. So you're like, oh, okay, we've got something going here. And they asked him why he thinks it flopped. He said, and this is a quote, I'm sure we could write a book on why it didn't work. I'm still not sure, and I'm processing. But I'm very proud of the movie. That was kind of a stock answer. But then he got into uh, the point that he said that um, he said that James Cameron was extremely difficult to work with creatively and that they fought a lot uh, trying to work out the story and how it came to be, which implies that uh, James Cameron was m- more involved even than you think. As a producer, right. uh, James, James Cameron is notoriously difficult. You think he's like a, just a grumpy old man? Oh yeah, he's like Walter Matthau and those. Even when he was movies. young, he had a reputation for being like a tyrant on sets. Yeah. He mm-hmm. wants everything to be exactly like he wants. So that got them into talking about why he decided not to work on Deadpool too. And here's another quote uh, from Tim Miller, director of Deadpool. He says, "It became clear that Ryan wanted to be in control of the franchise." You can work that way as a director quite successfully, but I can't. I don't mind having a debate, but if I can't win, I don't want to play, and I don't think you can negotiate every creative decision. There's too many to make. Sounds like he does not like having somebody in the creative process with him, James Cameron or Ryan Reynolds. Well, you could look at it that way, or you could look at it like it sounds like uh, he he felt like Ryan Reynolds was going to become a micromanager because he had such a vested interest in the character and the franchise mm-hmm. that he's like, well, look, am I the director or are you? You know what I mean? That's fair. That's I think that's fair. And he's not saying that like it's an impossible way, com- way to make a movie. He's just saying, I don't want to do it that way. That's fine. We still like got a good movie. Yeah. We didn't need you. Yeah, and I think the sequel's a little better than the original. Yeah. <laughs> I recently watched an interview with grown-up Edward Furlong and... Um, Budnick I don't know the guy's name his friend in Terminator 2 yeah uh-huh. and they were this is very recent so the interviewer was like how it was about Terminator 2 so how to go what do you guys remember and they were saying yeah it was crazy blah 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 and they were like how well, how was James Cameron was he a, a jerk and they were like he was very delightful to us very nice and took care of us going on and on about how much he loved the ocean <laughs> yeah I kept saying there's something <laughs> about the ocean <laughs> uh, but anyway 
they liked him. Oh, there you go. You know, uh, this is going to happen a little sooner than I usually. I usually like this to happen in the middle, but I'm kind of going chronologically here. Uh, I got to have a Godzilla update in the movies. Well, we need Abby's audit first. Oh, yeah. Abby's audit on Tim Miller and Deadpool. Sounds like... Um, and Dark Fate. Yeah, Tim Miller. Sound like a, he has a little bit of sour grapes. He's um, got them grapes. Not a movie he made flopping and a movie he wasn't a part of doing well. Ouch. Must, uh, yeah, it must be hard to be Tim Miller right How do you now. feel about the Terminator franchise as a whole? Is it going to live on or is that it? No, I think it's done. It will not be back. It will not be back, and I can't believe that they brought that back. Yeah, I I was would have been shocked if it wasn't in there. It's such an obligation. Yeah, always got to have a Godzilla headline. I swear I don't make this up. I really just there's always one. When we I just wait until one pops up to do moves. Yeah, this one's a, a huge bummer. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. The release date has been pushed back eight months. And it now comes out a year from uh, now. This is for our Monsters franchise. Monsterverse. Yeah. 2020, November 2020. That junk was about to come out in March. That's only a few months from now. What were the numbers of Kong versus the first Godzilla movie? It's a good question. You're going to make me go all the way back to the mm-hmm. bad box office. Wait, you're asking. Though. All right. What are you asking? You want to know the. Because the, uh, the first Godzilla movie was successful. The 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then you also want to know the Kong. Right. I'll look uh, up Kong. You look up I'm Godzilla. I'm looking up Godzilla. Because I'm wondering if these things are just going further and further down because King of Monsters struggled. Yeah, King of Monsters wasn't a full flop, but it was a disappointment. So it makes me think. Obviously, there there's going to be some studio people thinking we got to restructure this. Well, apparently the uh, the, the article goes on to say that there's internal rumors that um, Legendary or Warner Brothers, I guess, is the studio might just dump Kong versus Godzilla onto their streaming service that they're working on. Ugh. Isn't that yeah, a shame? Everybody needs a streaming it, service. That's crazy. It's a Let's new all one. get a streaming service. Can't wait to get another one. So Godzilla 2014 uh, was a hit, making 524 million on a budget of 160. Yep, that's a hit. Uh, and it was well reviewed as w- as well. People and, were uh, yeah, we liked it here. It is so far the best of the movies in this cinematic universe for sure. Easy. Kong Skull Island had a budget of 185 million. And it grossed 168 million domestically, but worldwide it did 560 million. Oh, wow, that's pretty okay. Good. Similar, similar numbers. So I bet that those two made good money. I don't understand. So one movie is has a mixed reaction and and like lower box office, and they're like, oh my god, let's throw the whole thing out. Yeah. Do you think it's just really people who don't? care about movies they're just looking at like okay the tent pole should have made more money and if it's not yeah i'm more sure money. it's the brass at the studio is probably saying look this other movie that didn't do well and got bad reviews and people didn't show up for it just came out we can't start hitting them three months later with ads for the next movie in the franchise they're all going to be like we just saw a movie we didn't like you know what i mean yeah unless the ads are mind-boggling somehow <laughs> When they make the movies themselves, they do well. When we team them up, it does bad. So here's the next team-up movie. <laughs> this one's better, we promise. Yeah, so apparently King of the Monsters, it says that uh, 
It was a disappointment. It took $385 million globally and would it said it would have re- reportedly needed to earn 550 to $600 million to just break even. So $385 million against the $500 million that the other two movies made. That's a pretty steep drop on a franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. I wonder why. There was a lot of advertising. I'm surprised people it. didn't go see it. It's definitely Honestly. not as good. but King I, of Monsters? Yeah. Did you see it? I have not seen it. Oh, you should watch it. I had a busy summer, so you just I don't see movies anymore. That's I, ha- your I have to wait for it to come out on video now. It's been out. It's been out for months, man. You want to borrow it on video? Yeah, it's Blu-ray. Yeah, I got Blu-ray. You want to borrow it? King of Monsters? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Blu-rays come out like a week later, basically. <laughs> Usually four months, three <laughs> to four months. It's a turnaround time. It's just. Uh, did you enjoy your movie uh, on your way out of the theater? Here's a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you want it or not, <laughs> there. While you're watching it, someone's coming down the aisle, <laughs> passing it down. You can keep passing these down. <laughs> uh, Abby's audit on pushback. What's your I, What's your take on the MonsterVerse? Mm-hmm. You've seen them all. Yeah, I think these are good movies. Far better than Terminator, so it doesn't make sense why they would be so insecure about it. But I do understand the. If it was supposed to come out in March, that does feel too soon. That's less than a year. Then King of the Monsters came out. I yeah, think, that's I think Marvel f- Studios' pace. I think a but fall movie is a weird time for a Godzilla movie to come out. But maybe it'll be okay. I bet they were thinking at the time, oh, this movie will be a hit, and then pretty soon after that we can start hitting them with ads for the next one. Yeah, but then it's like Star Wars, and people got fatigue when there was Last Jedi and then that Hans movie. So <laughs> they had that Hans movie. <laughs> Solo. It's Han. Singular. Han. Solo. Hans Olo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hans. His last name is Olo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Star Wars, J.J. Abrams uh, recently was asked what his favorite scene in uh, a uh, Star Wars prequel would be. Ever since J.J. Abrams got caught up in the Star Wars game, people have been trying to get him to say stuff about the prequels. And he's one of these classy directors where, I don't know, some of the directors just seem totally disingenuous to me when they refuse to ever say anything negative. And then others seem not like they're disingenuous. They're just a little more classy. Like, you can tell what they're saying. They just don't want to be purposefully rude. Yeah. You know, which I, I'm, I'm fine if someone says, oh, so-and-so sucks, whatever. Speak candidly. That's fine. But J.J. Uh, Abrams, and because he works for Disney, I'm sure, has been careful not to just openly bash the franchise so he usually says something like look i'm grateful to be here this guy made these things up i'm just you know what i mean he's trying to show respect to george lucas and that kind of thing he even recently commented on the fact that george lucas hated the force awakens and said uh look i you know i tried to do right by this guy like yeah he's uh, like it must be hard giving away your baby yeah way else changing it yeah so then recently change it though (laughs) didn't he just make New Hope again? Isn't that the yeah. whole criticism? He should be flattered. <laughs> Isn't the criticism that Force Awakens is just New Hope? How could how could Lucas not like it? Because he wanted him to do his weird idea about micro yep. people called the Wills that control midichlorians. Oh, he's, yeah, he's still on the midichlorians. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he does. He did cite a favorite scene in the prequels, and he said that it's the scene that takes place in Revenge of the Sith where Palpatine tells Anakin Skywalker about the, the fable of Darth Plagueis. You guys remember that? Yep. Plagueis? Plagueis? Whatever. Uh-huh. Scene where he's like, oh, he could even control midichlorians and bring people back to life. 
And then Anakin's like, oh my gosh, I might need that because my wife is dying in the next 15 minutes and I have to turn into Darth Vader. Right. We got to get this done quick. But that was, remember that was my big, my big revelation moment when we watched those, that that's where, uh, that's where Anakin came from. What do you mean? Because uh, he could use uh, the midichlorians to create, create life. life. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, did this, so this Darth Plagueis guy made Anakin's guy? Yeah. Immaculate midichlorian. Because it was an immaculate conception. The mom, right, didn't. Yeah, that's yep. what they say. She just got pregnant. Just got pregnant. So, hey, J.J. Abrams and I have great observation skills. It's, it's a very interesting scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you saw it? Hmm. Star Wars is bad. <laughs> You're going to audit that? <laughs> Just in this. general? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Okay, well, um, I don't know if you guys <laughs> knew that E.T., the extraterrestrial, got a sequel this holiday season. Did you? Did everyone see the sequel to E.T.? It's uh, called the Xfinity ads? Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched it. A holiday reunion. Yeah, I saw it. So get this. I'm watching the Christmas parade. I'm a big fan of E.T. Watching the Christmas parade with my family on Thanksgiving. Then this ad starts. It's you know one of these. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. The commercials between the uh, the the breaks and the parade. They're really high end commercials. Almost all my holiday themed. Yeah. There's this high end production value short film looking trailer where or commercial where these kids are playing outside in the snow, and they're like, oh, what's that sound? They're like a spaceship sound. And then who peers around from behind their snowman? Mac and me. Close, close. The next best thing. <laughs> E.T. And you're like, that's weird. <laughs> E.T.'s in this ad. But then things get weirder because Henry Thomas, the actor who played Elliot uh-huh. in E.T., as a grown, old, wrinkled man comes running out of the house, he's like, what's that? <gasps> you're back. <laughs> so right away you're going, Henry Thomas. Right. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Are you you mean, what is he doing? Here. He just got a big paycheck. What are he you talking about? What is he doing? this whole time. Why is he doing that? And then, you know, he's like, a lot of cha- lots changed since you've been gone, buddy. He's showing ETVR and how to watch TV and stuff. And then at the end, it's like he has to go back home. ET has his own kids. He's like, oh, home. Once again, has to fly back home. Bah, 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 bah. John Williams music playing. Xfinity. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what is the ad for? Just what is... What is Xfinity saying? It says, I think the the pull quote was something like reconnect for the holidays or something like that. It's so bizarre. I don't think that's that weird. So you're like, I guess I need to get some satellite TV. To watch E.T.? E.T. said so. I don't know. Xfinity (laughs) is Comcast and it's not a satellite. No, that's that's cable. It's a cable. Yeah. I used to have Comcast. <laughs> it's not about so what it stupid. is. It's just a fun little memorable little video that you just spoiled for everyone, by the way. Oh yeah, I mean no, you gotta see it fun. for yourself. A little no. CGET. I uh, I liked my Comcast. <laughs> People <laughs> always complain about Comcast that it's like so expensive and they screw you over. They do screw you over. Yeah, just go to Century. It's Link. like the only company that makes you. Um, pay more for being a loyal customer yeah and have to pay to get out of contracts and all that yeah they start taking stuff away CenturyLink is just local though right I don't know what are we doing for god's sake here save or kill E.T. the extraterrestrial or Xfinity 
<laughs> ET. Save ET. Save ET. Yeah, please save ET. Although yeah. I, I don't have internet now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Comcast. You better get out your Blu-ray copy of ET because you're not streaming that crap. Uh, Abby's audit. I already did it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. What it was, was it? her Could commentary on uh, Comcast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that counts. All right, a beautiful day in the neighborhood director, Marielle Heller, um, explains how she convinced Tom Hanks to play Mr. Rogers. Apparently, Tom Hanks passed on this project three times. He was always shortlisted at the top of the list as the most desired person to play Mr. Rogers, which the... Who are the other actors? And it doesn't say. Uh, In all fairness... Who would you want to be? Liam Neeson? (laughs) (laughs) Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Danny DeVito? (laughs) I have, I have yet to see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and likely won't in its theatrical run, but I'll say this. I can sure as heck probably come up with someone better to play Mr. Rogers. Tom okay. Hanks, easily one of the greatest actors of our time, does not seem to me like he should be on <laughs> anyone's list to play Mr. Rogers. No. We're at theater, we were seeing some movie, a bunch of us. At Astra. At Astra, and then the trailer for that came up and our, our very own Liam just cracked up at the sight of Tom Hanks dressed as He walked out Mr. onto the set <laughs> yeah. singing the song and Liam across down the aisle. <laughs> I think it looks good. I uh, I don't think that he plays a convincing Mr. Rogers. I think that he's I think that he's smart casting because he's the most similar to Mr. Yeah. Rogers. He's, yeah, how we want to see he's Mr. Just Rogers. He's an everyman, like a good-natured it's everyman. The, it's like the same emotional like connection or um, affection for these two men. Should have got Steve Buscemi. But listen to this. This is the <laughs> this is the funniest part of the whole conversation with the director. <laughs> I would love to see that version. I want the Steve Buscemi version. <laughs> she says that she had to uh, convince Tom Hanks that it was about more than just Mr. Rogers. She said, "Quote: It's about fathers and sons, about our emotions and." helping men and boys be more in touch with their emotions. And then she goes on to say this, and I thought this was uh, very ironic. She said, I had to tell him that I had no desire for him to do an imitation of Mr. Rogers. I had no desire to make this feel like an SNL sketch, sketch because that trailer feels exactly like an SNL sketch where Tom Hanks is the host and he's playing Mr. Rogers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It just looks like someone put cheap appliances on him really fast. Because he's not even, like, shaped like Mr. Rogers. Mr. Anymore. Rogers is, was much thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't want feel like getting on a treadmill for a second to look more Guess like Mr. Not. Rogers. I mean, for God's sake, Christian Bale will <laughs> eat like a, a you know, him a gallon ice cream every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> when someone could easily just put that latex appliance on him. Christian Bale would have been an intense <laughs> Mr. Rogers. I think Captain America could have played him. <laughs> the old version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's old, true, man. Old Chris Evans oh, at the end yeah. of Infinity. Or well, he's Rogers. also a similar kind of guy. That's Captain true. America, sure. Yeah. Huh? Abby's audit. Abby's audit. Um, people feel very down and bad about this movie that I think could be good for no good reason. I, I want to say that I don't feel down or bad about it. I just feel very uninterested in it. I'm very uninterested. I'm very interested in seeing it, and I do hope to see it um, maybe in the coming week. Oh wow! Okay, big ambition. It's good to have goals, yeah. You wouldn't saw the documentary last I year. I wouldn't saw the documentary, and my mom, who doesn't go see movies, saw this movie. 
I would I would rather watch the documentary, but do you think the documentary is lending to the hype for the film? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I just started this podcast recently about. It's called Finding Fred, and it's a lot about Fred Rogers, but it was talking about why he's such a popular person nowadays because our world needs him. Yeah. Say. I've yeah, read a little and seen a few things about Fred Rogers, and I appreciate his thoughtfulness and in making good te- television, but I just I I don't personally find the show very interesting. No, it sucks. It was a bad yeah. show as a kid, but uh, I will say that that documentary, though well made and entertaining, to be sure, and even dare I say inspiring, suffered massive overhype from people acting like it was the second coming of Jesus to even be able to sit in the theater. They're like, it will restore your hope in humanity. No, not really at all. Just an interesting documentary about an interesting dude. If you go in thinking all that, people are like, I'm going to go in there and cry as Mr. Rogers elevates me to heaven. Man, freaking shut up. That was really good. I've seen it twice. That was Josh's audit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was my cynicism with uh, Mr. Rogers. Not the documentary itself, but the hype surrounding it i'm gonna abby's at it josh is at it okay. it's actually really good it <laughs> <laughs> is getting crazy rewind you guys rewind the podcast i never said it wasn't good i said it was good but that it was massively it's worth the hype Ooh. no no that's where we disagree that's where our audits have finally collided yeah. on to the next one which has to do with a movie that if anything is massively underrated and needs more celebration more hype uh the highest grossing film of all time Joker. Until recently. Avatar. Oh. Yep. Uh, I thought that we decided there the sequels aren't going to happen because Dark Fate didn't do well. Didn't we just say that? No. Is that what we decided? Yeah. James Cameron hasn't gotten that news yet. They uh, released on Twitter a set photo from the official Avatar Twitter account, which is a funny thing because it's like a big sea vessel, Tyler. Oh. Uh, I saw a clip of them filming with in the water. Like it was in a, a tank, and then the 3D camera on his shoulder. It was, I think it was James Cameron with it on his shoulder. I saw that clip. Yeah, Little apparently one of, these, and stuff. one of these movies is a water movie. Got it. One of the many sequels that they're making. So listen to this. This is the funny thing, though. The, so they tweeted out, oh, it's our last day uh, of live-action production uh, in 2019. That doesn't even mean that they've wrapped production. It just means that they might be on break for the rest of the year. But everyone's like, oh, my gosh, they wrapped. I'm like... Read the tweet. It says, last day of live action and production in 2019. Otherwise, they would have said that's a wrap or something. Right. Anyway, they said, like, oh, my gosh, and check out this set photo of something called the Sea Dragon. It's this, like, sea vessel. Interesting. Not really because it's just a picture of some. It could be anything for all we know. It's a big blue shape. Yeah, and the weird thing is that Avatar came out in tw- 2009, okay? We're oh, 10 years oh, man. past the release date of Avatar. Avatar 2 is currently slated, and I guarantee you that thing's going to move again. It's currently slated to arrive in theaters on December 17th, 2021. We're more than two years away from seeing the next sequel. Avatar 3 is going to follow up on December 22nd, 2023. And if those two movies are successful at the box office, James Cameron will continue with Avatar 4 on December 19th, 2025, and Avatar 5 will finish the franchise on December 17th, 2027. No, he is not going to live to see all these come out. How old is that man? (laughs) Are you trying to Google his age now? Yeah. James, Jim, Jim Cameron. 
2027, nearly 20 years he after the original an apprentice, film was man. released. Get this man an apprentice to carry on. He was born in 1954. Jeez. Is that old? Not that old. Pretty old. He's older than my parents. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go see him. Oh, yeah. He's 65. I had to get a calculator. <laughs> I be? bet he didn't need a calculator. Uh, okay, he's probably... If 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 Ridley Scott's still going, I guess uh, Ridley Joe Scott is not still going. <laughs> he's right? still making movies. Yeah, he's putting his name on something and <laughs> mumbling about some going. nonsense. But <laughs> well, James Cameron can do that for another twenty years. Yeah, James Cameron seems feisty still, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Twenty twenty seven. James Cameron is still there. James Cameron rules, man. His movies are great. That's Avatar, true. Avatar. He does he have a bad movie to his name? Remember. Well, True Lies as a writer director. True Lies, right? With the His horse chase movie. and the motorcycle. It's Titanic, though. Titanic, Titanic was great. great. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. Mm. He has uh, one of his movies in my top ten of all time, and uh, Terminator, two, and Aliens is not much further down the list. Aliens, yeah. He rules, James Cameron. Okay. Yeah, but he needs to. Wrap Could up on Avatar. He needs to get yeah. some new properties, you know? Let's He's start gone. something fresh. Abby, would you like to audit the Avatar timeline? Yeah, I'd say that uh, it's been too long. You either need to wait like another 10 years, make it 20 years, then a sequel comes out, or just not. I think it's people don't, people aren't going to care. That's going to flop. That's a big question mark in my mind. You think there are a bunch of nervous executives at Disney going, oh, man, I hope this makes money. He's been working on this forever. This is going to cost so much. It sounds like he wants it to replace Star Wars coming out every December and such. Yeah, it's I'm funny sure that uh, everyone's going, and not without reason, but they're going, oh, no one's going to care anymore because it's been so long. But when the first Avatar came along, no one even knew it existed, so it's not like... It needs to be ever in your consciousness for mm. you to appreciate Remember it. Remember the big deal is like the Avatar trailer is here and it was just the thing opening his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but eyes? also, <laughs> wasn't that such a big success because it was like the first of its kind. I it know, but so what it, it, was the, it was the visual. Uh, now might, people don't care about that. It might do it again. It might do it again. It might it come out possibly. and people could come out of the theater being like, dude, that's like a ride at Disney World watching that thing in 3D and we'll all go, oh, I want to go see it. Remember, did you ever read the little story, uh, Cameron, when he was working on the Spider-Man movie a while ago? They put out the script that he was working on a Spider-Man movie before the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, and Lee DiCaprio was going to be Peter Parker, and Arnold was going to be Doc Ock and stuff. What? That's crazy. Yeah. I guess you haven't seen Is that the end of your... Yeah, it was interesting. Oh, okay. Is what could have been? That con- is that confirmed? Is that just a rumor? No, he was no, working no. on it. It was. He was in production on a Spider-Man movie for a while. They used his ideas. This is many, many years ago. Yeah, they used his ideas to make the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, the organic webs and things, where James Cameron's ideas. I don't want to see DiCaprio as Spider-Man. Well, well this is when he was a kid still. No, you won't. No, even then. No, I don't want that. Now you'll just see the old man that dates teenagers or whatever it is that he does. Yeah. And good for him. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, in no way... The director of Cats uh, commented on the way that the world projectile vomited the first time they saw the trailer. Oh, yeah, what do you say? I'm curious. The mocap is odd. Yeah. yeah. Is this the guy that looks very odd? Uh-oh. 
What was Whoa. that, man? She's making some hand motions Ooh. on her face. Go ahead and look up that director. I know. Um, I know. I'm from the Oscars. Hooper. What else has he made? You'll recognize him from the Oscars. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a very odd looking. He's a bit schnozzy, if that's what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's the motion she made with he's her face. He's the director of uh, the Danish girl on Les Misérables. Got it. And I haven't seen either of those. Speech. He directed. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen King's Speech. That's I've seen King's right. Speech. Yeah, well, um, if you don't know, the Cats trailer came out. They made a very strange decision to uh, make these cats digitally. So they look, it's almost like a Polar Express effect of like they are very grotesque looking and something in your mind goes, no, 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 <laughs> when you see them. Right. If you think it's just me, just go do a cursory search of the internet and the way Watch it was. the trailer. It made for some really hilarious headlines for a while. It's like, oh God, make it stop. Yeah. The cat's trailer is here. Kill it with fire. Yeah, kill it with fire was going around. I watched it and I don't read those um, very pessimistic <laughs> headlines. <laughs> And I didn't think it looked weird at all. I well, thought, yep, this is what a Broadway that turned into a movie. I don't I know mean, why I'm concerned. I'm, I'm concerned that your um, your uh, objectiveness here might be in question it because you have is. you have certain loyalties to the film. James Corden. She's, she's like barely oh. in it though. It doesn't matter apparently. That just just one shot of her in the film is enough for you to defend the whole thing. Yeah, to the grave. I think they're banking. This is going to be my big ad for this. I think they're banking on her being in it to make it big, because I was watching a bunch of her um, videos on YouTube, Taylor Swift. Right. And before yeah, every got- single one of them was a Cats trailer. Right. Well, the article I'm looking at says this: the internet was lambat, or the internet lambasted the movie for having nightmare-inducing visual effects used to bring the digitally enhanced cast people to life comparable to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Hmm. Which, uh, you know, if you don't know, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was put on hold and had the visual effects redone because he looked so daggone bad. So people wondered, are, are they going to do that with this again? So overwhelmingly negative was the reaction to this trailer. It became like a pop culture joke for a while. And the director said... Uh, we'd only finished shooting in March, so the visual effects in the trailer were at an early stage. Possibly there were, in the extremity of some of the responses, some clues in how to keep evolving the production. When you watch the finished film, you'll see that some of the designs of the cats have moved on since then. There were some clues. Everybody <laughs> hated it. <laughs> <laughs> there was some not-so-subtle feedback. I if think you really pay attention to the internet, you might get some clues. This is what I people think. think. The people going to see that movie won't think it's weird. It's mostly going to be 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s people. Are they going to see that? Because it seems like it would be too weird for them. No, I think they will. People seeing Sonic the Hedgehog are going to be, you know, 10-year-olds and mm-hmm. so on. And yeah, but if you're saying like... Uh, the audience for Les Mes is like 40, 50s types, sure. But this seems so strange. You don't feel like it's going to alienate people at all? No. Oh. They like cats. <laughs> the musical. Oh, the musical. Yeah. I'm sure that's not, I mean, like T-S-I he's trying it. to put a good, he's trying to acknowledge it without putting a, you know, and put a good spin on it. It's got to be at least a little discouraging to people involved in the production to, have what feels like, I'm sure, the entire internet go, 
Ew! When you show them what you're moving. Sure, you're taking like. a gamble on something, and you're you think it's cool, and then everybody else is saying it's not. Yeah, and with the strongest words possible. Right. Mm. Never been there myself. What if it's terrible? What does that mean for Taylor Swift? She's only been in bad movies. I don't think a whole lot. Hmm. What movies has she been in? Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's it. Oh, she wasn't in something else. Abby, even as a super fan, came back from that movie and said it was bad and she was bad. I mean, she's only in it for five minutes. It's like a one of those weird celebrity super group movies. It's, oh. it's the Love Actually format. Yeah. That's, the, that's what those movies are doing, right? They're trying to do... The big ensemble. They're trying stuff. to do Love Actually for the rest of the holidays. I'm surprised she hasn't been in like the new Oceans movie or something, some kind of girl ensemble she movie. She said she... What was this? She auditioned for a movie. Dang, now I can't remember what it is. It might have been Les Mis. Yeah, it was Les Mis. And she didn't get it. Hmm. And so they asked her to be in this one. Oh. We'll mm-hmm. hide you under nightmare digital makeup. <laughs> uh, speaking of people with strong opinion, you want to audit that? I think that... Uh, these peop- mean people writing headlines are going to eat their words. It's going to be a great movie. Mm. Meow. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I was waiting for a pun to be worked in somehow. <laughs> you think it'll be perfect? <laughs> That's, good. That's good. Hey, All listen, right. uh, Martin Scorsese's had some stuff to say about the state of cinema recently. Uh-huh. You know, getting everybody mad about what he thinks about Marvel movies, which I think is hilarious because it's like people are like, oh, Screw him, or they're saying he can say whatever he wants. Martin Scorsese, it's like this man just has an opinion. Who cares if he has one or not? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't everybody have opinions about what good movies are and everything? Yeah, but yeah. he sounds like a butthole. He does sound like a butthole, <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> it was the pause. <laughs> she was just hesitating before she used such strong language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, pardon me, but a butthole. <laughs> He sounds like a butthole. Who cares? He's an elderly man who's made some good movies. He doesn't he, like, he feels apparently threatened by these Marvel movies or maybe just doesn't like them. I don't know. Who cares? He's made some great movies. I wonder if he's actually seen all of the Marvel movies. No, he hasn't. He did a little bit of backpedaling on his statements. Not yeah. not a full backpedal, but a little bit about like, look, I mean, uh, they're still cool. Didn't another old doofus come out and be like, yeah, he's right. Was it Coppola or something? <laughs> yeah, Francis Ford Coppola said that they're detestable, not just not cinema. Vile mm-hmm. and detestable. Your man. face is detestable. I'm like, Coppola, you ain't even <laughs> making crap. What, he like just praising Black Panther the other day, though? Oh, did he? I don't know. It was something. But uh, Martin Scorsese has a film out right now on Netflix, so if anything, it's like, what, you're making movies for home TVs, man. You're a sellout. Well, it was Uh, was in theaters for a little while. The Irishman. Yeah. But he has some specific advice about how to enjoy it, and I want to read you guys the quote. He says, (laughs) this direct quote from the man himself, I would suggest if you ever want to see one of my pictures, or most films, please Please don't look at it on a phone. Please. An iPad. A big iPad, maybe. <laughs> that's end, what he said. End quote. Great. I appreciate that. There's That's that's great. That's reasonable. That's a reasonable request. I like his compromise, though. Yeah. It's like a big, a iPad. big iPad, maybe. maybe. <laughs> what about an airplane? That's bad. That's comparable yeah, that's to a worse. phone or worse. A big yeah. iPad is better than an airplane screen. 
But that's fair. That's a very reasonable request from a director to watch the film, the art that they've created on a better format to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Old man. You're probably taking pictures on iPads at concerts. <laughs> Because that's what old people do. <laughs> wow, you really got Tyler with that. What a, what a relatable joke. That's good. Uh, here's another headline since you pretty much audited with that last statement. There's a new Planet of the Apes movie in the works. Maybe a reboot from the director of freaking Maze Runner. Right. It, so that's the end of that. It's unclear if it's a reboot no, or no, if it's no. an, an extension of the current franchise. Yeah, but the director of The Hangover made Joker. So sometimes yeah. these guys yeah, come out of the nowhere. The Hangover was still funny. Yeah, but it, it wasn't. It, it was uh, a good version of what it was. The Maze Runner. You is haven't a seen bad it? version of yeah. How, Hunger Games. How good was the Maze Runner? I don't know, man. I didn't see it. I didn't either. So I don't know. It maybe hey, stupid. maybe the Maze Runner rules. It was just it was just noise in all the YA. Maybe he's trying nonsense. to get in on a good movie. He's like, yeah, my bad. Maze Runner blows. I had to, yeah, he had to get paid for Maze Runner just to pay his dues to get to. That's okay. You're right. Okay. He's got to, yeah. He okay. knows what he has to live up to. I think it could be all right. Yeah, he's just trying to make it in the no. business. Okay. Yeah, Let's see what he wants he's got. a job. Let's see so what he's got, but it just feels like quite a Has leap. the Apes movies gone be- better every time? No. Two is the best one, but... It seems it seems unreasonable for the dude that made a very very forgettable trilogy to go on to one of the better trilogies of the last decade. Agreed, and and some have argued, and at least in brief, that it might just be the best trilogy trilogy, right? That we can think of. I'm leaning toward that right now. I got one more thing for us. You guys ready for this? Yeah. There's a lot of hype going back and forth about the Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League, which honestly, as much as I like uh, Zack Snyder, I can't bring myself to care very much about this because Justice League sucked, and I can't imagine a different cut is going to make it that much better. It would have to be a whole other movie. I like Zack Snyder, though. Maybe they're, they're talking about it like it is a whole other movie. Zack Zack Snyder Made was Justice League. Yeah, he was the director of Justice League, and he's credited on screen as the director of Justice Al- League. Although he had to walk away halfway through production, he had a family right. tragedy, left during production, and Joss Whedon, director of Avengers, and a, a director with an entirely different sensibility, took over the movie, made a lot of changes, refilmed sixty to eighty percent of it. Oh, so he's probably to blame. I, I, <laughs> it seems I like know. a group effort in yeah. horribleness. And uh, recently, Zack Snyder, I don't know what he's doing, but he started to say, like, hey, there's, you know, like, there has been kind of what felt like for a while a Hollywood urban legend about the Zack Snyder cut. Because people were like, it probably doesn't even exist. You know, why would he have, how much did he really finish? But then people started to say that they had seen a Zack Snyder cut of the movie. I think Jason Momoa, the Aquaman, was one of the first people to be like, I saw it. It's amazing. And then recently, the actors involved in Justice League all one by one in, in like a strategized timing like uh uh gal gadot and ben affleck and the guy who played flash and all these people are like started hashtag release the snyder cut Zack snyder was also doing it and it started to seem like it was a promo like are they oh they're about to really put this movie out but then warner brothers still not saying anything so it sounds like it's not official and then uh Zack snyder there's two weird things about this 
He posted on the internet on a social media account that I have never heard of in my God-given life called, uh, what the heck is the name of this thing? He posted on his Vero account. You know about that, Tyler? You Tyler, you're a professional media. social media. What's a Vero? Vero. He posted on his Vero. You never heard of that? I don't know what Vero is. <laughs> well, you sound like you've just been up all night smoking cigarettes. Can <laughs> I don't you know what Vero is. <laughs> <laughs> he posted on his Vero account. It's a photograph of uh, film canisters that say on them uh, Justice League Director's Cut on the official like uh, label. And he has overlaid it with text that says, is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Could be a photo of Bigfoot back there. Why? Did you read the interview with Henry Cavill about it? Uh-uh. They're asking him about it. He said he didn't know if it existed. He has not seen it. <laughs> and he said he's Thanks, more, Henry. he's excited for Man of Steel Part 2. <laughs> what are you talking about, Henry That's what he said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Abby, what do you got for us? Mm. Now that you've officially seen Justice League after many, many months of being in limbo between. Yeah, I'm actually would be curious to see if it is better and different. Um, I'm really confused why he chose to use a obscure social media site to post this. <laughs> Maybe he has some stock in it and he's trying to get more people into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since the last moves. How do these headlines hit you, upset you, resonate with your soul? Do you feel as strongly about the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary as Abby did? And do you feel strongly about Abby's audit or were those pity comments last time around? Leave comments on this episode at youhatemovies.com or on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at youhatemovies. If you're not supporting us via Patreon yet, you are missing lots and lots of bonus episodes which are probably funnier and more entertaining than these because you have to pay for them. So consider visiting patreon.com slash youhatemovies. <laughs>